What's up, y'all? My name's Lanre, and you're listening to In The Mix, where I get to speak with artists from all over, from all walks of life, about the music industry, our personal lives, and how they mix together. And hey, maybe you'll learn something on the way. This is a place where artists can just be artists. Welcome to In The Mix. All right, welcome back to another episode of In The Mix. My name is Lanre, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to Zach Allen from Nashville. How's it going, Zach? What's going on, Lanre? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. So how's your day going? What's, what's the life in Nashville like today? Today's good. I uh, finalized the mix, and the artist really, really loved it. Sent me like a, a long paragraph on how great it was. So um, yeah. that never gets old, uh, hearing that, you know. So oh, you yeah. know that, that you're at least headed down the right track. And two... It was mm-hmm. the first song in a batch of 11. So okay. um, if you're going to lay an egg on one, uh, mm-hmm. the first one's not the one to do it on. So, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Because once you lose that trust, it's gone. So yeah. um, it's going really good. It's going really good. And I'm awesome. uh, looking forward to this. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I told you, but I'm a singer songwriter here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. that engineer to artist relationship is very sacred and it's also very shaky like it can go really bad or really good I, i'm sure you know about that with all your years of experience but i i've definitely learned um sometimes a hard way about how to treat engineers and um i have i have a ton of respect for you guys i'm excited to dive in with you today yeah one of my biggest strengths i feel like is the ability to kind of adapt and have my fingerprint on that relationship between the artist and the engineer. Yeah. So uh, going on to like your experience and, you know, we just talked about how the artist engineer relationship is like, you know, pretty important. How, if you can explain to our listeners who may not be familiar with it, because that, that's kind of the point of this podcast is to give like people who aren't in the industry kind of like an inside look into it. And one of the mm-hmm. things I really don't think people understand is that a audio engineers are in my mind, 90% of the product that is like the final song or final album or whatever. And then B what it, it sort of takes like the hard work it takes. So if you can like sort of explain how you get there to where you have this good rapport with different artists and you're able to kind of like put, um, you know, put your perspective on them to know like, hey, maybe this person would be more adapted to suggestions or knowing when to like to pull back, like sort of what what that process to get to where you are today in that um, mindset. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I think I think always being cognizant of who you're talking to, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, as soon as I start a dialogue with any artist, you can kind of tell um, what what they're trying. I mean, you want to ask a lot of questions, first of all. You know, who, mm-hmm. are, who are their influences? What are they trying to sound like? And even indirectly, that will answer a lot of those questions as to how you're going to handle the artist, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because, like, if they start giving you a bunch of, like, answers, well, I'm, I like this and this and this, and and I really want to sound like this, you know they're going to want to be more hands-on, right? You know, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to, like, well, I don't really know what I am, you know? Um, okay, well, well, who was the first artist that you liked, you know? And so right. making sure... 
I think it's really important to make the artist feel and know that you've got their back, you know, mm-hmm. and that just takes some time. Some artists are more secure with themselves and some, um, let's face it, in, in a creative aspect, I think sometimes that can lend itself to some hints of insecurity. It just really oh, depends yeah. on where people are in their own walk. Everybody is insecure to a certain degree. I mean, like, and Mm -hmm. especially in my job, okay, you're mixing for sometimes three, four days at a time in the dark room by yourself. It's like, Mm -hmm. man, I need to take a meeting or something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just to get around some people because you forget. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think understanding, like learning how to make it fun. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the old, old school way of doing things was that these engineers were so serious and and mean, but like, for me, it's like, I know my stuff, but I'm an artist too. At the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just a different type of artist. I'm not like my picture's not on the CD and all that kind of stuff. Or right. I said CD. I just oh. said CD. Yeah. My hey, I understand the <laughs> reference, but you yeah, know, you never album, know. <laughs> album uh, yeah. or or single, whatever it is. Um, mm. But it's like it's just making sure that they know you got their back and you're doing their homework. So I mean, mm-hmm. going into any any situation, I want to ask a lot of questions about where where they're trying to get to, what their goals are. And then depending on how far along they are, how 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 defined that role is in their head, then then mm-hmm. I can be as involved or as uninvolved as I need to be in terms yeah. of the, the second part of your question, which was how much mm-hmm. work it takes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that it's always hard. I mean, especially for a perfectionist like me, um, there's a lot of engineers that uh, they're quantity guys and I'm mm-hmm. I'm a quality guy. So or girl uh, quantity right. girls or guys. You know? yeah. um, so for me, it's really just about like it's I send it when it's done. And so mm-hmm. um I mean, I know that I'm not the the cheapest by any means, but at the same time, like mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time like in and even sometimes like I'll get a song just to mix where I'm not involved in the recording and mm-hmm. I'll find myself muting things, adding things, mm-hmm. uh, moving things around because my mix can't be complete because the production's not completely jiving in my mind, you know, and right. some people really appreciate that. I think a lot of people, especially independent artists that, yeah. you know, are just starting out, they might be doing this on a budget or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, somebody like myself who's been doing this for 16 years, you know, that, that extra attention to detail, it usually comes appreciated. So, oh I yeah. Mean, anyway, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that definitely does. And that that's so interesting that you said that because I ran into something like that recently where my usual engineer slash producer that used to live in Atlanta moved out to LA. So I started, you know, tracking vocals at a different studio and then still sending it back to him. And yeah. it's so cool how he was able to like take elements and kind of like deconstruct the recording like that. Um, yeah. That's the first time I ever experienced that. And I was like, that's really awesome. Like I didn't have to give you, like I gave him some guidance because we're used to working with each other, but I didn't have to like feed everything to him. And he was able to just like take it, mess with the production a little bit and make it into something that was even better than what was in my head. Yeah. And like you said, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like you said, like that, 
kind of rapport I feel like comes with a lot of time and trust, you know, and making sure that you vibe with the person. And one question I do have for you, because he's also a producer, like I mentioned, I, I don't think I've ever worked with just a straight up engineer. At least I don't think I have. So do you think it helps to be a, like some sort of musician to be an engineer or do like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, what I mean, if I didn't know what I know about music, like mm-hmm. that's gotten me. I mean, my personality, I feel like, and mm-hmm. just in Nashville, my personality and my musicality is mm-hmm. what has gotten me most of my gigs, you know, frankly, mm-hmm. like I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I think in modern technology, modern studios where it's not as let's face it, it's not as technical. We're not like taking razor blades to to physical tape and having to like splice that together, you know, and and learning how to calibrate actual tape machines. It's not as technical Mm -hmm. with, with computers. I mean, it's not, it's still very technical. And I would argue, you know, my, what I do where, if I go into an SSL room and I'm tracking six, seven musicians at one time, it's still more on the old school end of it than a lot of people's and a lot of different genres. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think for me in like a national session, I mean, we have to, we're, we're like staring at a chart and mm-hmm. they'll run a take or two and then they'll start calling out fixes. Hey, I need the third and fourth bar of course, of course mm. too. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dropping markers and making numbers, which like literally I'll have the counter on the screen mm-hmm. as the takes going by and every two bars or if it's fast bars, every four bars is, is a marker. And I just go two bars before it and I get that punch and we're on to the next. Wow. Like, I mean, two days ago, I just recorded 31 demos in a day, you know, like, wow. I mean, so like you have yeah. to know theory I mean, to get and understand that. And I mean, it really helped my songwriting too. I mean, I was writing yeah. songs way before I was engineering and producing. So okay, I, it's definitely, you know, it's good to really understand all those things. And, and two, I mean, some artists have their, their hands on that and some don't. So like mm-hmm. there could be a reason why something's not jiving. And, yeah. and they might not know how to articulate that. So, yeah. I mean, the more you know, the more you understand, the better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, one thing I learned, too, was learning. So I'm not like the biggest technical guy when it comes to like recording and stuff. I'm That's one of my goals for this and next year is to like really like dive into like Pro Tools and the different interfaces to know like the lingo more. Sure. But one thing I found that was like, super helpful was to a i love when i'm recording in a studio and it has that little screen in the booth like that's been like a huge game changer i used to think that was so unnecessary before i had to do it regularly now um but having that there and then also that i'm clearly communicating with uh the tracking engineer or the producer uh about like oh you know like let's go back to this take kind of like what you were talking about but then also just like having an understanding of what they're doing so like if any independent artist is listening, so when you're finished recording or your your mix engineer, your master engineer is working on the track, pay attention to what they're doing, you know, because that to me, A, helped me understand the mixing side of things. So when I'm 
getting so when i'm hearing the track and I, i'm like oh you know i have an edit on this this and that part i know what to ask for and i know what to listen for too mm-hmm. that's good um, yeah that, like because for me like i said like i and that helped me gain such a big respect for audio engineers in general because it helped p- put the pieces together in my mind i'm like i'm just essentially as a singer i'm an instrument on this huge board of things that all need to work in sync to create a song. So yes, you know, I, I'm blessed to have a great instrument, but it's everything together that makes the product what it is. And you guys are the gatekeepers for that. You know, so I always stress it whenever I'm releasing a song or anything, like here's the producer, here's the audio engineer, because it really is like the the thing that mixes everything together. Yeah. Hey man, I um I've never heard somebody give so many flowers to engineers before. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think it's really great. You know, yeah, I mean, man, yeah, it's, I deserve it. It's it's um uh, it's kind of uh the lost the lost thing and in, uh, in in record making, but it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I don't know what I can you know go back and think, just listening to music and listening to songs and how like. Like growing up and I didn't know why, mm-hmm. but like, you know, now I know that it was because they, they didn't sound good to me or like the symbols were too bright or mm-hmm. like anything like that. Just like, I, I just always had my finger on that, you know? And, yeah. uh, but it's, and then it's funny, you know, when I went to full cell, um, mm-hmm. I went to be a producer and know what an audio engineer was. I'd never even heard that term. Yeah. And I got down there and it's just like, you start hearing this audio engineering stuff and it's like, Oh great. I just took out thousands of dollars to, to do a job. I didn't even know it was a real job, <laughs> but uh, uh, thankfully um, I, I turned out to be okay at it and I've had a pretty good career so far. So, uh, but yeah. you know, as I've, as I've gone through, it's like, I even tried like producing stuff and not being the engineer and then like, it wasn't mm. sounding the way it needed to sound to me, you know, uh, mm. like so many en- young engineers now get in. I mean, I consider myself still fairly young, you know, but um, mm-hmm. they get a little compression happy and, and it's like, I don't want to yeah. hear that crap. Yeah. So I had to, I had to just find a way to, to try it myself and explore mm. my own way. Um, and thankfully I had good instincts and, things started sound the way I wanted and I was able to craft my sound. Yeah. And that's interesting. So is that how you knew like way before you went to full sale, like that, that's what you want. Could you say like, that's when I knew like, this is what I was going to do, man. No, I, you know, I was 24 when I went to, to full sale. So I was pretty late in the game. Okay. I mean, I always wanted to be, I wanted to be Dave Matthews essentially, you know, <laughs> like, and, and start a band and I could yeah. never find the right guys that were, would take it serious. And, um, mm-hmm. audio schools were not really that popular yet. You know, right. like there wasn't every college didn't have that. And, um, a, mm-hmm. a girl that was the office manager at the job I was working at just one day said, you should go to full cell. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, what is that a boat or something? And, and I yeah. looked and, and it was, uh, it was a, a degree on how to produce. Right. And I just, um, I was like, okay. And then I went and checked it out and then it started to kind of become clear, um, to me and that that was what I need, where I needed to be. So I went down yeah. there 
um, for 12 months at the time. And that was one that being 24, when I started, that was one of the things that was really enticing about it was the fact that it, I could get in and get out, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't have to go to a four year school. And, um, so I went down there and tried it out. And then in the midst of that, I was starting to kind of plan my next step. And I'm originally from the Carolinas. So I wanted to kind of stay close New York and LA obviously are a lot more expensive to live in. So Nashville kind of was the logical choice for me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, and then my, the other thing was just trying to, in my head, I was like, I I've learned all this information, but how do I apply it in real, in real time? And I knew right. that I needed to try to find an internship where I could actually get a lot of hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. And it took about six, seven, eight months to do that. But once I landed internship at a studio called the tracking room, which is still there, but it's not a business, unfortunately anymore. Okay. Um, that was when I really started to apply it and we'd have all these great engineers come in and you take a little, little from this guy, a little from that guy and, and just start. I like his snare sound. I like his acoustic sound. I like his, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you just kind of, dabble that way you know i like his approach to like his chi his his like energy when he comes Mm. to the room you know and that's that's kind of what i did man yeah yeah and that i feel like that's a common thread with everything in the music industry honestly it's like you kind of borrow because like you have to get a lot of experience and a lot of like doing like grunt work honestly like doing free gigs or you know doing free sessions things like that because that's kind of where you start building yourself as an artist, right? Like that's how you start finding, okay, what what was so appealing about what I just heard this artist do or this producer do? Like, what was it appealing from what I did that was like super um, like close to like my inner like voice, you know? So I think it's interesting that that's the same way for audio engineering and producing because that's how I've always felt. And like, that's what I always tell people getting started just do a ton you're gonna do a ton of stuff for free when you're starting out that's just the name of the game and that's sort of how it is in corporate worlds with like internships and stuff but I'm I'm curious for you like what advice would you give an up-and-coming because like you said I feel like there's so many people who are going to school for audio engineering compared to like a maybe like five six years ago and that really wasn't like a thing so like what advice would you give someone who's like maybe leaving college or going into college like who was around your age getting into audio engineering well i think you have to be very um clear about what your goals are you know i'm sure you want to be an engineer but like what does that look like what genres do you want to work in and and um you know what what you have to try to get in where you fit in, you know, like the reality is, is like some people will, especially coming out, you know, some people are going to accept you with open arms and some people aren't. And that's just, that's just Mm -hmm. the real world. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think being really intentional about, um, you know, what your goals are for me, that was, I've got to find a commercial studio and learn this at the highest level Mm-hmm. and and blossom out from there that's frankly a lot harder 
than it was 15 years ago, you know, when mm-hmm. I did this, which I, I can't even believe it's been that long. I mean, it's just my Time life less. has just flying, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> but it's, you know, studios are less and less and less. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, a lot of guys that I know um, that are about in my age range that are doing this at a high level here, they mm-hmm. um, apprenticed for a specific engineer that's a really great way to get into if you can find somebody but again you know it's 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 like i think i think that's one thing just try to be intentional about your goals and Mm -hmm. and try to figure out how you can get your foot in the door but also just do in that framework do as much as you can you know Mm -hmm. it's that ten thousand hours thing you just got to put in so much time i mean it probably took me i was i i had some good mixes before you know prior to mixing for 10 years but it took me about Mm -hmm. 10 years to really 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 get good at mixing you know i mean it's a hard hard thing and yeah there's so much that can you know, be keeping your track from, from moving the way you want it to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, is it's like the difference. It's like football, you know, it's the game inches. I mean, the, the difference, it could just be like this one thing's just too loud and it's covering everything up. It's mm-hmm. like people think, Oh, it's just a DB. A DB is a lot, you know? Right. And so anyway, you just got to do as, do it as much as you can. And it's like anything. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's music or whatever, the more you do something, usually the better you're going to get at it. Right. Right. And guys, I cannot stress enough. This is why I respect audio engineers so much because there's so much that goes into it when you're looking at a board and you're looking at all the different tracks, all the different takes, all the different variations of the takes, like, it is a skill for sure. And I I wonder like about how you experience music now, like as a leisurely type of thing. You mentioned Dave Matthews band. Are you still a big fan of them? Uh not I mean, yeah, yeah, but not not as much. I mean, like okay. I kind of, I mean, I went through that. I don't I would hope not because like when I was a <laughs> fan of them, I mean like it was I went through that three-year phase where like uh, that was all I listened to, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I still like them, but you know, um, there's a lot of other things. So, um, how do I listen as a listener? Uh, mm-hmm. or how do I enjoy music? Um, yeah. I think, I think it's key to give your ears a decent break, you know, like, yeah. um, so I don't listen and work at really high volumes typically, or try not mm. to, um, yeah. you know, because of fatigue, I mean, you've got to right. give your ears breaks, and then, I mean, we have a really, really great uh, local station. I mean, I think it's it's one AAA station of the year. It's Lightning 100. Um, oh, nice. And um, I, you can stream it, you know, on like iHeart or whatever. But they've mm-hmm. won AAA station of the year like eight, nine years in a row. So they really have their, their imprint on a lot of like new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you know, the community here is crazy. So you can, Hey, have you heard this? Have you heard that? Um, so just having friends and acquaintances bring new Mm -hmm. stuff up and two, I mean, um, that is one good thing about the Spotify's of the world is like, you know, the, the ability to discover new stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, 
let's face it. I mean, I love going back to the stuff I grew up on. I feel like everybody to a certain mm-hmm. degree, you're always going to go back to that stuff yeah. that you grew up on, you know? And uh, for me, that was like nineties rock, you know, like, mm. like early nineties rock, you know, like yeah. Nirvana, Pearl jam, all that stuff yeah. and hip hop too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Biggie, Wu-Tang Clan, Tupac, all that stuff yeah. that was happening when I was in high school and middle school and stuff. Um, yeah. So like I try to I try to get like, you know, a dose of nostalgia, but also you got to stay relevant and mm-hmm. do as an engineer too. like you can't just be stuck in those ways because then your stuff will start to sound dated. So you have to have right. your finger on the pulse. And yeah, so I try to listen to what's going on as a fan, but also uh, as like a from a homework standpoint, too. You know? Yeah. 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 And that's exactly my experience too, man. It's like, whenever I'm listening, I try not to listen to too much radio stuff. Um, When I do, it is like you said, through like Apple music and like the algorithm kind of just puts them on. So that's, that's how I stay current. But usually, usually every year I have like two or three albums that I can't stop playing uh, that came out that year. So I'm kind of one of those people too. And kind of like what we were saying before, like I definitely am one ear is listening. Like maybe I'll listen like while I'm working out or something. And then the other ear is like, okay, what did, like, how did they just structure that? Like, why is this so catchy to me, you know? And like really just like taking notes, like mental notes of it too. And um, yeah. I'll tell you what's really cool. Um, I got an endorsement with Anchor a couple years back and they sent me some some earbuds, you know, Uh some like some really, really enjoy listening to music on them. The ribbon drivers. So they're really smooth. But like Uh it's crazy listening even more so than on headphones. Like you can really hear what they're doing, you know, like Mm. on old records, you can really hear the panning and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, um, just like, for instance, like there's a song from the seventies and like the intro is just like a basic strumming acoustic guitar. And then right before the vocal comes in, you can hear it where they just like panic to the left Mm. all of a sudden. And then, you know, it was just some guy on a console, just like panned it, you know, that's just so cool to me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, um, but even in more modern music, you can really get a sense of like the depth and, and it's kind of helped me inspire me in a whole new way because it's not so like, what did they do here? You can Mm -hmm. at least kind of hear the panning, the levels, the automation, the and really pick apart the different elements. There was a blues record right. too. Like this, this like totally blew me away. I wanted to do a video on this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a, I don't what I don't know what you know about the blues, old blues stuff, but there's mm-hmm. you know there's BB King, there's Albert yep. King, and Freddie King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie That's King amazing. is my favorite of the three, and mm-hmm. there's a record uh, or a song on. I forget the record. It it's it's the one that's got. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, um, I'm like listening on those buds one morning on my morning walk, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's cool. Like he he's playing like a you know hi hat kind of groove, but it sounds like they overdubbed the ride. And I'm like, oh, they overdubbed the ride. But then as I listen closer, I'm like, wait a second, they doubled the drums because this is you know, early stereo stuff, you know, right. like, and if you listen to like the Beatles, the drums are on one side, yada, yada. Uh-huh. 
So they actually doubled the drums and they did it across the whole album. And they're pretty close, but there's those those differences. In, like in that particular song, he's on the ride on one part and playing the hat on the other. And so you've got two mono drum parts pan. And that just blew me away because I'd oh. never heard of anything like that. And it was yeah. just so cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that the kind cool. of stuff I just totally geek out on. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely know what you're saying. It's like it's cool that like from a technical standpoint, you can hear those things stand out because then it kind of like makes you appreciate what like how far we've come. You know, like yeah. they they really had to a lot of the stuff you like that's a click of the button now, they really had to like set it set it up before they even like press play or press record. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Zach, I really love this conversation, man. I, I have one more com- uh, one more question for you. So sure. your nighttime Grammy Award winning, I should have started that. Definitely like buried the lead there. You we were talking about goals before and how important it is like when you're getting into the industry to sort of set that that's a lesson that I very recently have learned and was like okay what if if I'm pitching myself like on a theoretical shark tank to a label or you know a venue or whatever what what do I pitch them and what are my goals what what am I setting up here as an operation And it really got me thinking and it changed my whole perspective really about my career and where I see myself. And it it kind of like opened doors and kind of helped me narrow things down as well. But what, like with your success, like why, my, my perspective is that there's a lot of people that come into the industry, no matter what, like if they're the artists or like A&R, like music industry jobs, things like that, that they don't necessarily set goals for themselves. So that then they end up, you know, burning out or not really like sort of walking aimlessly into it. So what was it about your goal setting that you think was like, that got you to where you were? And, and how did you sort of like structure your goals like with each phase of your career, hope all that made sense. Yeah, I'm, I, it does. It does. I mean, if you don't have goals, you might as well just stop today. I mean, you have to have goals. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, because otherwise, how are you measuring your progress? You right. know, I mean, right. um, so, but in making goals, you got to be realistic with yourself. If you're like, if mm-hmm. you're, you know, um, let's say you you've been playing guitar and singing, writing songs, and you're you're like, I want to be signed to a major label record deal in a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's possible, but it's not likely. You know what right. I mean? You know, um, the way it works now is they're they're wanting to see that they have a product. They mm-hmm. want to see that you can build a fan base on your own. Yeah. Labels are looking for business partners, not startup yeah. companies to invest mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? So yeah, like exactly. Um, so so you want to like I think it's good to like categorize for me. I mean, and I'm I like you can't see this, but I've got um. I've got my whiteboard behind me that has mm-hmm. a bunch of like quotes that keep me cause I'm big into manifest metaphysical yes. stuff and manifesting things. Mm-hmm. When I, I have my, my goals and they're like, let me look and I've got them categorized. I've got spiritual goals, financial goals, um, mm-hmm. career goals, intellectual goals. This is just for 2023 fitness goals, family goals, yeah, and and social goals. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty extreme, you know. But I think no, it's good. I, yeah, 
I think that's fascinating because I, I do the same thing. I think it's good to, to have your goals though. Like you might have a five-year goal, but have like, have a three month goal, you know, have, mm. have, have milestones that you can achieve that way. You're, you're checking that off. And I mean, this is right. super old school. I was blessed. Um, I'm going to give a shout out right now to um, Aaron Kennedy, who like I met him, I was doing music expo here at SAE a few years back. He's an Irish guy. And, yeah. and I was doing like a drum seminar on how to record drums and just met him. And he just really took a liking to me. He's a life coach. And he just okay. gave me, he was like, I just want to give you my services for free. I, I don't mm. even want anything. I just really like you. And one thing that he taught me was like, just, get a pen, get a legal pad every day and mm. write down your to-do list with a pen and paper and mark it off. And I still to this day, I do it. And it's mm. just, it's so nice just seeing like, okay, I know I'm accomplishing everything. And those days nice. that I don't mark them off, guess what? At the end of the day, I don't feel good about myself. You know, mm -hmm. if you know, just for me, if I know that I'm moving forward, I'm happy usually. Yes. So like, it's really important to move forward and, and, um, you know, I'm going to take one, uh, a quote from, from, uh, this football player, JJ Watt and mm -hmm. said, uh, success isn't owned is leased and rent is due every day. Yeah. And that's, mm that's about as real as it gets, you know, yeah. I mean, that's it. So, you know, yeah, if you want to be yeah. successful or something, yeah. Like you've got to, you got to put in the time, put in the elbow grease every single day and take your breaks, give yourself permission mm -hmm. to take a break. Cause you're going to get burned out if you don't. But at the right. same time, I think you, you got to be very intentional about moving forward, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's great stuff, man. Cause I, I feel the same way. Um, I definitely feel the same way about goal setting. I have a whiteboard too that I wish I could show you um, that I just recently um, started using to do the whole goal setting that I was telling you before. But then also, man, it's like you, I feel like I need to show up each and every day, not just for myself, but for, you know, my family, my friends, everybody who's been rooting for me, like to this point. So that's also Absolutely. been yeah. So it's like, it's also like really helped me to, to keep consistent with that. And I'm definitely stealing that, uh, write down your goals every, or, you know, your to-do list for each and every day. Um, because one thing I found, and this isn't necessarily music related, but one thing I found when I get really overwhelmed with stuff is when it lives bigger in my head than it actually is in reality. Um, yeah. And I'll give you for an example, like when doing my finances and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's so much due uh, coming up in June, for example. And then if I just sat down and write it down and like, this is actually what is due, like I'll go through the whole list, then it doesn't really become that intimidating anymore, you know? And, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Daniel in the lion's den, man. You got to yes. walk up to your fear, you know, mm -hmm. walk up and face your fear directly. And then all of a sudden the lion will cower, you know, exactly, it's, man. it's, I mean, that's, that's what it is, you know, and, and sometimes too, some, some things are very overwhelming. I mean, hell, I just mm -hmm. had my, my, uh, AC in my upstairs in my house went out and like, uh, you know, this is three weeks after my hot water heater went out and like all of a yeah. sudden I'm shelling out thousands of dollars and yeah, that's overwhelming mm -hmm. for anybody, <laughs> you know? Right. And, right. So you, but you sit there and say, okay, well, you know, 
like let's break this down and like mm-hmm. let's let's just all you can do is just chip back away at it you know because yeah. i mean life's gonna throw you those things and the more we oh, yeah. react to them and build them up in our minds as these devastating things the more they're gonna hit you and crumble yeah. you you know so yeah. like I mean, for everybody has the process for me. It's like, okay, I just need to be really mad about this for one day. I just want to feel sorry Mm -hmm. for myself for one day. (laughs) And then it's like, I'm dusting myself off and okay, let's move forward. You know, because yeah, you know, um, but that's, it, it, it really helps. I mean, I have my, my like three things I do every morning that, mm-hmm. that help me, you know, mind, body, soul. And then, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of branches out from there. And some days, you know, like if I'm mixing a song, obviously mm-hmm. I'm not going to get, you know, much more than that done. Or um, usually like the way I found it works best for mixing is just like, I'll kind of mm-hmm. like get a song going and then we'll finalize it the first half of the next day to, mm. you know, um, yeah. but it, you should try it, man. It really yeah. helps. And, and, you know, like in those situations, like you said, where there's, there's just a lot of steps, then mm. just, you know, maybe, maybe write it out as like one thing, but then it, there's steps in that. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. that sense of accomplishment is just, is so, it just, it's very nice to have that. Yeah. So it's almost nicer than the thing that you're like marking off your list, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's, yeah. It's, I feel like the, the, um, you know, the younger generation, I think they're losing, they, they're craving. I mean, I get a sense you're, you're, you know, in your twenties ish, you know, y'all, mm-hmm. it seems like y'all like, and y'all miss y'all kind of wish there were, were more tangible things like, right. like list. And like, I mean, you ought to see like my six-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. She grabs like a record and just like, what is this? You know, just like <laughs> seeing all the names and it's it's so yeah. cool. And yeah. it's not come it's not coming back the way it was, and that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. but it is anything tangible is 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 good because it just yeah. connects you. You're connected to that physically, you know. Yeah, there's like a, a weird uncanny valley with a lot of the digital things going on. I think there for me it's like I appreciate doing things like writing things down and like having actual like visual things. I think that's mainly because I'm a visual person, but um, that, that helps me miles, man, for sure. Well, I mean, like in terms, you know, going back to your goals and I'll just, just on Mm -hmm. that, that note, like, you know, visualize your goals too. I mean, like, you know, I mean, when I left Florida full cell to come up here, Mm-hmm. I could see, I could feel, I could taste a real studio. I knew it was going to happen somehow mm-hmm. or another. Um, it took eight months and a lot of no's and things like that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't help but but wonder if it didn't manifest into happening, you know? Right. So like right. whatever your goals are and same with the Grammys, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like I believed phys- that I would be staring at them one day in my, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and now that I have some and, yeah. and they're great, you know, um, yeah. and I want to win more, but at yeah. the same time, you, you can't let those define you. You just gotta, right. you gotta be humble, but yeah, just, just try to visualize, ask yourself what it is you want. Um, mm-hmm. and, 
and do your best to find that. And I'm really so glad we got into this because me too. I can t- me too. I can talk. I can talk geek stuff all day, but I love like like self help stuff. Like that's yeah. that's what I'm so passionate about. Is just like yeah. because I'm such a um, like when something's not working, I just I mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get better at every. Yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm always trying to be a better husband, a better mm-hmm. father, a better a better better spiritually better mm. mixer better producer you know just a better friend everything you know right. and um, i just i love growing you know yeah so. and, and i think that speaks so much to your success and that that's very inspiring for me because i mean i can't tell you how many times i've practiced my uh acceptance speech for artists of the year you know for like winning yeah. the grammy like having those things in your mind and knowing like, okay, this is a big goal. Here are the literal steps that it takes to get to that. And like you said, like marking each step that you make is like, you, you feel the progression and that goal that was like super, you know, uh, fantastical and like, uh, like this big goal wasn't, isn't so intimidating anymore. It's now it's like, oh, you know, like that, that actually might happen next year or that I can definitely see that happening within the next like few years or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think that's great, man. I, and for every indie mu- musician listening or anybody that's just starting out in the industry, like this is having this sort of mindset is so important for this industry. And, and like you said, like always willing to be hungry and growing and learning it because you're never you only stop growing when you're dead, you know. So, yeah, you, you really need to like have that mentality, not just in the music industry, but the other parts of your, of your life. And I feel like when I started uh, adopting that mentality, like a few years back, that's actually when I started getting in back into music. And it was a, like everything in my life sort of started making sense because of that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's caught, I mean, it's a growth mindset. Like you will grow when you're on that, you know, you have to, you have to tell the universe what you want and where you want to mm-hmm. go. And then like, it will follow, you yes. know, life, life is totally a mirror, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, all that stuff. I mean, all these books I could get into that I've read and like continue to read like over yeah. and over again. I mean, it, it's, um, if you, if you get, you know, in a rut and you're thinking negative thoughts, man, like, like, pull yourself out of that quickly because mm-hmm. like it, it, bad stuff's going to keep happening, you know, yeah. like you, you know, cause the energy, uh, I mean, I just, I firmly yeah. believe, you know, we as beings are connected all, you know, it's like a yes. big web and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, I, that's why, like, I mean, if you've talked to, to engineers, I I'm sure somebody said when it rains, it pours, you know, like, right. like I'll get a call and then all of a sudden five calls come in. Well, there's something to that. You're, mm-hmm. you're emitting your frequency is being emitted. And that's, and that's the same reason why nobody calls you, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, y- you have to be very intentional about your thoughts and your mm-hmm. actions and everything. It all has consequences. And yeah. And yeah, yeah I mean, yeah get your goals and, and push yourself. I mean, it's okay to work hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, it, Mm -hmm. nobody's doing it for you in this industry. I mean, it's like, you know, you have to, you have to push yourself and, and you'll, you will be a more fulfilled human being. If you set goals every day and you fulfill you, you fulfill them. It's a lot more Mm -hmm. fulfilling 
I'm not to say fulfilled a million times, but you'll <laughs> you'll be a lot more fulfilled than going to the bar and chasing chicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that stuff. It's only just it's 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 a lie. You know what right. I mean? It, it's it's, it's like I'm happy for a time until I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. So. Man, Zach, that was great stuff, man. I definitely like hearing that back part of what we were talking about. Everything sort of makes sense about your story and why you uh, experienced so much success. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Is there anything you want to any projects you have coming up that you want to share with the Voyage Campus Rebel audience? Just stay tuned. I'm I'm going to London um, in a couple of weeks to record oh, a live awesome. show, which I'm really really excited about. I can't yeah. say the artist because it's a secret thing um, mm-hmm. until it until it happens. But um, I'm really excited about that. And yeah. um, just feel free to reach out to me anytime. My website Zach Allen Audio Z A C H A L L E N Zach Allen Audio dot com, or you find me on Instagram at Zach Allen Audio. Um, I and I just appreciate you having me. Great interview, great questions, Thank you great so much. insight. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah, likewise, and we'll definitely connect after this. I'd love to get some book recommendations from you too. Um, and yeah, we'll definitely like uh, keep up with each other. Cool. Sounds good. All right, and thank you so much to Voyage and Campus Rebel for giving us a space to talk today. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye.